Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Josiah. I'm one of the hosts for uh, From the Balcony. With me, as always, is Mr. Romel Castillo and Connor McBride. How are you, gentlemen? I'm good. How are you, buddy? I'm good, bro. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't know who's going first. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's one of my issues. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, you can catch us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, we also have a Patreon account if you'd like to support the podcast. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash from the balcony. Uh, we do have one VIP member. His name is Connor McBride. He is also with us today. So Fucking beast, bro. Thank you for support. Support pod. I'm that's honestly great. surprised you didn't do more wearing ear pods, but that's fine. Just so I can afford, I bought these when I had unlimited funds overseas. Dude, I remember when you FaceTimed me and I was sitting on the toilet. I think it was my birthday. <laughs> Good chance. Yeah, I answer lots of phone calls on the toilet. It's actually like where I do most of my business. But... There you go, dude. There you go. If I work oh. from home, I would never leave. Well, I don't primarily work from home. I just, I'm home more oh. often than not. No, that's okay. So how are you guys doing? How's, uh, how's the last 24 hours been? I know Connor did not <laughs> listen to the podcast yet. He hasn't mentally prepared himself to hear his voice. We'll get there. Uh, we'll we'll Romel, what do you think about it? Did you, uh, did you listen back to it? Yeah, besides the, the mic issue, I think that we uh, hit some good topics. I feel like as a viewer, um, walking into the podcast, you could definitely get a sense of the relationship and then the just like who McBride is as a person. Um, uh, a criminal? No, I'm just joking. No, he's a he's a good person. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, no, I think that uh, we kind of summed up the dynamic, and we that was our longest podcast, if we had to be honest. I was I was because usually my bike rides take like an hour and thirty, and then just like yeah, time left over. Yeah, just like I was like, wow, okay, but yeah, anyways. Uh, how did, but yeah, no. How did you feel afterwards, Connor? Did you uh, <laughs> did you kind of just go into your doing whatever you need to do for the rest of the day and didn't really think about it or how'd you feel afterwards yeah i just <clears throat> i left went to a buddy's house hung out there for a little bit and then came back home i mean mm-hmm. went on business as usual yeah that's good man i know that i mean depending on the topic that we're usually on sometimes these can be super therapeutic for me because i could just unload everything that i'm thinking and it's it's helpful mm-hmm. but yeah so yeah, i hope that we get to that point too man because there's, there's definitely i feel like uh, at least with the people that watch us, there's some people that really like our insight and really like adore our uh, dynamics. So I think that, you know, at least we, if we could shed some light on situations or questions. Yeah. I think that'd be, that'd be kind of cool. I will preface that with don't take anything that we say for, yeah, for granted. That too. That too. Don't that take too. anything we say seriously. Cause we're a bunch of idiots and we don't know anything. Idiots is a strong word. Specifically person. me. Yeah. <laughs> We started talking before the podcast, before we went live about uh, housing markets in different uh, different areas. So I'm in Indiana, Connor's in Iowa, Romel is in California. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Yeah. It's off the balcony, by the way. I always get that mixed up. Yeah. But uh, I, my wife and I are thinking about putting an offer on a house and it's four bedrooms, two baths. I mean, it's the size that we need for our family and it's... Mm-hmm less than two hundred thousand dollars and i know back home in colorado if we were to do the same 
layout of the house, same lot size, same square footage and everything like that. That same house would go anywhere from 450 to 550, depending on where it's at and mm-hmm. everything like that. So, I mean, I just, what's the housing market like in California? Is it crazy where you're at? Yeah, man, I think, <clears throat> I think that um, if, if you were here before Silicon Valley and all that stuff, all the stuff that moved into tech, I think that you're sitting on at least a mil. Any house in the Bay Area, you're sitting on a million. And, you know, to get a, acquire a house out here in the Bay Area, I mean, that's, it's hard. You have to go through a lot. Um, you have to have some sort of field, uh, you know, in the tech industry, I, at least in my standpoint. But, I mean, that might not be true. But, um, but yeah, for me personally, I mean, going back to the Bay Area, I never wanted a house. I don't know if I've ever shared that with you guys, but my admiration moving forward, never wanted a house. I, me and Sierra were always okay living in the city and, you know, having a family and, because we both work in the city. So, yeah, that, that works out for me. Do you think it's just because of where you're at in the U.S.? Like, I mean, it's – especially for somebody who hasn't been in the military and they have to come to the table with 20% down or 10% down. I mean, that's that's a giant check, check that you have to do, right? Do you, do you feel are, like are you saying, just, like, if I, was, if I was in the military, if I didn't have, the, like, the benefit? No, is it just, like, the, pri- the, the housing cost? Is it just too much to even wrap your mind around or it's like, you know, we're just going to – not even worry yeah. about it. Yeah, if I didn't have anything like on my side, like with the uh, was it the military uh, housing thing that they did? The VA loan, yeah. If the, the VA loan was on my side and all that stuff, yeah, I could see how that's a very uh, uphill battle. But also, I mean, all my family's here, and uh, you know, going to Texas, it was definitely weird to have everything spread out. Like in Austin, like of course I felt better over there, but then here everything's like twenty minutes away. And you can say the same thing with LA, but LA is like the traffic's crazy. I mean, there's pros and cons to everything, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely uh, would love to see the average person coming from the Midwest or something and try to buy a house out here because it's like it's crazy, man. What's the housing market like in Iowa? Is it uh, is it pretty subdued? Uh, <clears throat> well, the county that I live in. I live in Polk County, but it's, I live five, like not even city limits is the edge of the county to the east and the southern part of the city limits is another county. And so we're kind of like lumped in with the, all the taxes. So our houses are generally a little bit higher, but if I live five minutes east or south, I'd have a much cheaper house. But mm-hmm. any for... I think I was looking at like a three bed, two bath last night. It wasn't the nicest. It wasn't the biggest, but it was 109,000. Yeah, that's insane. 109,000. Did it have like a, a backyard and like room to room to grow? It had a backyard, a garage. Yeah. yeah. I know John, John was saying on the chat that there was a house next door to him with thin walls that sold for 1.7 mil. Mm-hmm. And then two bed backyard, single car garage was 1.7 million. Victor said one million for a two bed house with no backyard. And it's just like yeah. Yeah. it's insane. I can't even wrap my mind around how much that mortgage was. That's what's funny about like being in the, the car industry and not only being in the car industry, but being on the retail side. Like mm-hmm. the one one of the cool aspects about the job was I could ask people how much they made without being rude. Like it was part of my job. I had to know how much they made and like how much their monthly mortgage was and stuff like that. We had a guy come in who bought uh, a vehicle for his daughter. And he made 
uh, his monthly mortgage was just shy of forty grand per month. Mm-hmm. Really? Dude, dude was a chief anesthesiologist in Colorado, and he was making like ten mil a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I that's like eighty percent of my take home per year. <laughs> I mean, it's yes, just per month. Yes. He's having to pay that. And it just like blew my mind. Like I had to maintain my composure when he told me that his mortgage was (laughs) (laughs) start seizing. (laughs) Well, that's, that's a, that's a crazy idea. Cause I mean, you say that, but also like, I've, I mean, not like I've done commercials out here, you know, and some of the people that work in, you know, the tech industry, I mean, I I mean, yeah, that's definitely a high number, but I, I definitely see people at least bringing home like, a lot like you know something close to that and the idea is i mean especially so weird i don't know if you know what cali looks like but silicon valley is like far from the city but you have all these i thought it was outside of la that's what i thought too yeah no it's 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 pretty it's pretty far and then you get all these people that commute all the way to the city which like you know populates it and like just like an upgrowth and you know everything gets higher because you have a best buy like every like five or 10 miles, you know what I mean? It's nothing too crazy. Like there's nothing specific, but, um, but yeah, those numbers are super, I mean, like I said, just common over here. And that's why when you, you, know, you had the expression, I, I can't, I, I just, I don't know. It, it's just a weird I, mindset. <laughs> what's your, what's your gas price? Uh, three, three, three dollars. I paid a dollar 67 the other day. Really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Such a weird like, concept. We had last week. We had in Kentucky, uh, like right when the gas prices dipped to the lowest they were uh, in like March or whatever, I paid 99 cents a gallon. That's crazy, dude. I, yeah. I remember paying less than a dollar. Yeah, right when Corona hit, right when I moved back in April. I don't take pictures of things that I pay for. This <laughs> was like the one thing that <laughs> I took a picture I, of. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have a picture too. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, if. Mm-hmm. I'm just reading through some of the comments. I thought the city was always a part of the Silicon Valley. John says, John also requested that we stop calling him JG and we call him John. So yeah, yeah. I guess we'll just start calling him John. But yeah, the housing work is crazy, man. I don't know. It's like working on the uh, the corporate side and kind of attached to the finance world. Not really, but kind of. I always mm-hmm. see like having a house on your credit report is is good so i know that we want to end up eventually back in the west somewhere whether that's colorado or or whatever midwest we're in the midwest right now i mean it's okay you You are not the midwest i don't want to hear that what would you consider my uh geographical location (laughs) i don't know but i know it's not south i know it's not midwest you guys are like your own region we're indiana yeah we're practically kentucky I could spit and it would land in Kentucky depending on mm-hmm. the wind speed. But uh, yeah, I just know that like if we move back to Colorado, I don't want to have to try and get approved for a $500,000 house just right out the get. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there's a lot, of, that's a lot of my, uh, my friends, you know, um, I guess we take for granted for what we have over here. I mean, definitely, you know, everything is so close by, but if I'm going to be honest, man, like if you, if you just like packed up your things and just wanted a house, you definitely can just go to Texas or, yeah. you know, I don't know. So, you know, just something crazy and just, you know, start a life and start brand new and, you know, just have a, you know, have a wife and just kind of live your life like that. But 
I don't know. I guess I'm just growing accustomed. I mean, again, you know, in the earlier podcasts, I could have went anywhere after the military, but I chose to come back here just because I was so drawn to it. You know, I don't know. It's so weird. Yeah. Do you get, sorry, do you get paid higher than like what I would? Because obviously yeah. I just told you a, th- a three bedroom, two bath house was 109,000. So like our cost of living is not nearly as high as yours, I assume. Well, remember when we when we got out when I got out and we were like still talking and stuff. I had compared. I asked like, "Is anyone going to school? Like, how much are you guys getting paid? Like, what's the average for every uh, county or whatever?" And you know those numbers came out. And you know, Doc I think was SF like, is the highest. SF is San Francisco is the highest, and it was. And when Doc was telling me all this and that, I was just like, "Holy shit!" So, but also like that was going towards you know rent. So then it did you know equal yeah, yeah, yeah. out. But yeah. uh, but just just the imagining if I could hold a job or, you know, et cetera, after the military and uh, putting that in my pocket and, you know, use it for school and et cetera. It's like, whoa, dude, like that would have been easy pickings. By the way, if you were, uh, you know, starting in the military, save your fucking money, please. Mm-hmm. My goodness, dude. I, I just regret a, the, a lot of dude just throwing our money away, man. Holy shit, bro. <laughs> Connor, yeah. I, I, I told uh, the story of how we got to reception on thanks or the night before thanksgiving or thanksgiving night i can't remember what day it was it was the night before and then we all went to the mall either that night or the night after yep how much money did you spend at the mall do you remember i don't remember exact number probably 500 yeah i was trying to maybe more sure. but i mean like i i remember that because it was like the first time i really had money yeah because working high school jobs i'd make a hundred dollars a week and then i was like I got two built or like two grand in here. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. That was one thing that, I mean, looking back, I really wish that I could have done a better job of uh, saving my money, especially deployment money. You were the master of pawn shops. I did do a lot of pawn shopping and pawn selling. Yeah. Well, mainly pawn selling. It would be like, yeah, "Yeah, I I got rid of my PlayStation. I was like, you just bought it three days ago. (laughs) Uh, I think when I was in the military, I had three PlayStation 4s and two or three Xbox Ones. Yeah, you were back and forth, bro, a lot. Yeah, I always go through phases where, like, I want to, I want video games, and then I feel guilty for playing so much video games that I sell it, and then yeah. I want a video game, and I get it, and I feel guilty. It's, it's like a, it's a roller coaster that I can't get off. So whatever. <laughs> that's okay how much i mean i spent stupid amount of money while we were deployed on things from amazon like i bought a tv i think connor and i went halfsies on a tv but mm-hmm. it was where's the supposed- tv now afghanistan <laughs> okay i think okay. doc sold it to some contractor okay i think so like yeah. mechanics or something and then i bought a ps4 and i bought like 15 games that was a good source of entertainment while we were over there though i remember uh we would always tell people like if you guys come into our room there's no rank so like if we play madden, <laughs> we play madden or something it would be doc versus the lt yeah. i just remember he like he was uh just beating the crap out of the lt one time and he said something that like made the lt look at him and <laughs> we were like sir there's no rank in here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, uh, it was uh, I think the first one that 
I start we started was a UFC. I remember UFC, UFC was nuts. We were we were we had people lined up just like matched up. No strategy. Yeah. That was just button mashing one on one. And just pressing X as hard as you could for as fast as yeah. you could. But just just being like having the whole platoonness or a squad just wrapped around a TV yelling was like a cage fight yeah. in real life. I don't know, it was crazy. It's almost cool. better being a spectator than it was actually like being on the sticks. You yeah, get, no pressure. I'd get I mean, I don't know about you guys. I'm competitive. And we'll we'll tell the story about cornhole here in a second, Connor. But oh my god, I am so competitive. I get so pissed off with. I don't even really remember the story. You don't? It wasn't right. it Christmas or it was a tournament at Fenty, no. right? I think it was. It was Thank Fenty, you. but I think it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. 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 But I just would. I'd get so pissed off, and when people would talk crap to me while they were kicking my butt in UFC, I would. I'd get so mad. I remember we had to rearrange how our room was just because too many people were always in there. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and it got to the point where we would get, like, in trouble because uh, I wasn't the cleanest person. I've said that before, and I'll continue to say it. My side of the room wasn't the most uh, cleanly place in uh, Fab Fab Fenty. So when we'd have squad leaders and stuff come in to play PlayStation or whatever, they'd play and then they'd get done and they'd look around and be like, you need to clean your room. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like it was care. always so impressive to me how you would have it clean and we'd come back from a mission and it was just like blow up. You, you just dumped your rock out every single day. <laughs> like, yeah, it was impressive to me. Thanks, man. I mean, I was mine was much better. It honestly but. takes a lot of work. I don't want to take all the credit for it, but <laughs> I remember when we would get back to the barracks and we would go through a phase where, like, two weeks we would just live like pigs, and then yeah. you get to a point where you're like, "I'm sick of this," and you'd spend an entire Saturday cleaning your room, and then you just go through that cycle again in the next two or three weeks. <laughs> I still do it. Yeah. Okay. Let's get let's get to this story. So. Thanksgiving 2014, uh, USO is putting on a cornhole tournament. What do Hold you on, let me really, really quick. Yes. You're very competitive. I'm very like, if I lose a game, whatever. But. So. Okay, go ahead. I, was, I thought you were going to add to that. You're, you're not as competitive. However, you can have things get your juices flowing. <laughs> Depending on what's said to you. Oh, when people talk shit, they'll be bright, of course, dude. Yeah. 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 Okay, but well, but on, so just just for the story. Sorry, I ended up in Denver County. <laughs> <laughs> Call me for this one more time. <laughs> so for the story, yeah. Uh, that Thanksgiving, they were giving out cigars. I remember that vividly, and we were yeah, on, on the porch at the USO, and there was like, oh yeah, there's a cornhole tournament. So I am on the stands watching these two play cornhole and smoking a cigar, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah so uh so the way i remember it we we played rules in afghanistan that if you went over 21 you were set back to 13 and i was under the impression that we were at 21 and uh we were not and the other team was at 21 so i threw away i threw off the board so that we wouldn't go negative and go backwards we lost 
And then somebody said something to me and I was like, shut up. I don't want to listen. And somebody else said something to me. I was like, I'm not talking to anybody right now. Cause I was pissed. I was livid. I was like, we just lost. We're out of the tur- <laughs> you, you literally threw the game away. I literally threw the game and it was, it was all on me. I, I take full ownership for us losing that game. Um, and then McBride came up and he's like, dude, calm down. My, it's just a game. Yeah. My set off point when I'm mad is somebody telling me to calm down. If somebody tells me to calm down when I pissed off, I do the exact opposite. I just crank it up a hundred more points. So when he told me to calm down, I was like, shut up, you're a retard or something along those lines. And then Connor's trigger word is somebody telling yeah. him that he's stupid. Yeah. So yep, yep, yep. I had Connor tell me to calm down, which was my let's, let's go words. And then I told Connor that he was stupid, which is his let's go words. So then we started like pushing each other and go, almost getting to the point where we we're throwing fists. And then I think Sergeant G. Sergeant Gutierrez. Yeah. yeah, he stepped in. He's like, dude, calm down. Like, the, like what are you getting all pissed He's off like, about? He, he literally was like, what are you two doing? <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I think I was with Cortez or KY. We were just like sitting there and we're just like smoking the cigar. We're like, holy shit, what is happening? Because I remember Doc was killing it that night too, man. And I, I don't know, man. It was him and Bell's probably. Yeah, that yeah. shit was just the funniest thing because I could see people in our platoon succeeding, and then the other two <laughs> just destroying each other. And I'm like, holy fuck, dude. self destruction. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bell's is the type of guy. It doesn't matter what he, he's doing. He'll pick it up and he'll be better than everybody who's doing it. And not from a standpoint of yeah, I'm going to be better true, than you. True. He just picks it up Naturally. and he's automatically better. Yeah, remember that mm-hmm. that that uh little uh iPhone game that he was just yes. killing people on, dude. Well, it's the it's the so are you talking about like the backflip one? Yeah, the one that Doc was super on, and then yeah. like Bell's just picked it up and he's just destroying them. And then LT um, picked it up and he couldn't do it for a little bit. Yeah. And Bell's was yeah. Well, another another story about you know you about getting super competitive was when Damn. when we used to play dodgeball, bro. Yeah. I remember that so vividly too, and and like you, we were you know. We're exhausted. We're in the heat. We're playing dodgeball. You know, just a couple of fucking infantry guys just trying to, you know, de-stress. Yeah. Here comes fucking Stanfield and, like, I don't know his I'm, Yeah, I know his name, but, you know, just going 100 miles per hour. And I'm like, holy fuck, dude. And our whole guess, platoon stood up and we're like, oh, God. I guess it's because I've never been the biggest guy. Like, I've never been the tallest or the most fit. So I've, I've always sure. felt – yeah, well, let me think for a second. I mean, you're probably sexy as Well, that's a different category. But um, <laughs> I've always felt like I had to make up for that with how loud I am and how much I back up what I say. So, like, another example when Connor and I had just gotten to the unit, somehow we found out about a football game. I don't remember how, but this was like a month before we were about to deploy. It may have been. It was PT. We were playing trees. No, no, no. This is a. Oh, you're talking about the the first time that we got mad at each other. Different story. Yeah, different story. Sorry. We can tell that. Football game. Yeah, but this was like after work. Like I think it was even on a Saturday. Um, It was with with the. Those are the. No, no, no. This was me, McBride, and just like six other random dudes. (laughs) There was this dude. Not exaggerating. He was probably like six two, like three fifty. 
like type of guy you look at him you're like i don't know how you're still in the military but this dude was big he was a big old tree trunk and uh he was so we had been playing for a little bit and he eventually got the ball we were on defense and he was running straight at me oh hell yeah i'm at the time i was like 160 pounds we'll say better better half of five eight um all i could do was was jump up onto his neck and just like try to like rip him down with my weight i got him down eventually uh how you play football buddy it is when he outweighs you by like 400 pounds i thought you double legged him one time i may have i don't know i black out i'm pretty like when i think of that strike all i can remember is you just like (laughs) double legging him and was like drag oh man yeah, it was I, David and Goliath. Yeah, I think he even got up and he was a little bit upset. One, because he didn't think that I could do that to him, and two, because he just got shown up by somebody who was two hundred pounds less than he was. But and three, that's not how you play football, <laughs> dude. It was tackle. What do you want me to do? Just say please go down. It doesn't work like that. But go ahead, tell the story about when we first got mad at each other. Well, I'm gonna answer John's question about what would set Romel off. Oh God! Okay. Oh man, we loosened him up because when we when we first deployed and stuff, he was very like guarded, very like don't touch me, bro. Like yeah, like I ain't gay type stuff. No, and, no, uh, no. Yes, you. Right. Well, at least to, when I met yours. when I met Doc, when you guys set it off, but when I was with Doc, he you didn't him, like him and Cox were really fucking weird to me then. You didn't like fingers in your butt, but we got through that eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. well, semi, yeah. What do you mean? Okay, keep going, keep going. I don't know. I just feel like that used to like. You were like, dude, knock it off. I feel, <laughs> yeah. like, I feel like that's when you actually get like. I don't know, not mad, but like. Mm. What would Matt? What would set you off? Like I don't remember a time where I saw you, one hundred percent. Let's go. I don't know. I remember him getting pissed down at the trucks one day because they were like, get the trucks up. And they're like sitting down and he's like, well, get the fuck up. Well, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, because fucking Lammy, dude. Like, and don't get me wrong, man. He'll That's always what would brother. set you off. That's what would set you off. Yeah, just that one person. No, I mean, one is, uh, you know, I mean, I, the only thing that really pissed me off, like NCOs that would like fuck with me all the time. I know, but obviously this is when we on the garrison side of things. But yeah, yeah that one time I was, you know, I was doing the, you know, Fixed, uh, do something with the trucks and Lammy just was mouthing the fuck off and you know like I don't know what it was I think I was about to stab him or hit him with the fucking extra like the 50 barrel or something was gonna happen man I, I, I was just going off dude and I had that that knife that uh Snyder gave me I don't know if you guys remember the yeah, black yeah. one yeah and I would pretend to stab people with when they had their vest on I don't know if you guys remember I used to do that yeah anyways long story short but yeah dude I was so close to fucking killing Lammy that day dude and I was just like and uh, I remember P1 just told me, he's like, are you so, he's a part of your squad, man. You're supposed to look after him. I'm like, no, fuck this guy. And yeah, I was about to, sma- <laughs> I was about to smash him with a 50 barrel, dude. I was, dude, it was crazy. Uh, man. Dude, some of the things that P1 did on that deployment still crack me up to this day. <laughs> like, dude, P- <sighs> I remember yeah. just because tower guard would get so boring that we would like switch up the towers that we were in sometimes. And I was just about to tell him. And when he was the, uh, I can't, he was the, SMG. yeah. But he came to our uh, he came to our tower. He's like, "You guys got your cell phone?" They're like, "No, we're not supposed to." He's like, "You can. I don't care." I was like, uh, "I mean, I don't. I'm not going to go back to him." Yeah, 
and it wasn't even him baiting. He's like, let's listen to some music, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yeah. And then also his Traverse story. I don't know if you guys remember that. What? The the Traverse story. Do you remember that? I. Well, I remember you said Traverse with a B. So what? we were on anti-IDF um, for a QRF one night. And we got IDF, so we went to the spot where it got shot off from. Yeah. And he was the lead lead truck. And uh, there was something in the middle of the road. And he called back to the LT. He's like, hey, what do you want me to do? And the LT was like, just traverse around it. And uh, he sat, this vehicle sat there for legit like 30 Oh, hours. I remember this. <laughs> and then all you could see was him driving directly over what the object was. And then him called back and he said, what does Traverse mean? (laughs) It's too late for that, dude. Yeah. That was a fun mission, though. That was a good time. I, uh, (sighs) you guys told tower guard stories and who you did towers with. I had Lammy. (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) Yeah. Who had had Newell? Who had Newell? Because it it bothered. I think it was Smith. Smith Neely? Okay. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I just know that me and Lammy had the one tower that looked at nothing. Yes. And no, it was Henley, dude. Henley had fucking new. Anyways, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay. No, you're good. Okay. Me and Lammy used to fist fight in that tower. I remember. I remember, dude. <laughs> Daily. We would we would be we would be laying on the ground in that moon dust. Do you remember the moon dust yeah. in the towers? Yeah. Yeah. We'd be laying in the dirt, just like hitting each other with cases of water. <laughs> Like li- literally, we didn't punch in the face, but we would just be like trying to tap each other out, ripping helmets off because we were so we were private, so we even had our gloves on still. Yeah, like I pro be ripping chin straps <laughs> off, and we'd be fighting. But I actually, in my plate carrier, I had a big long cut down the middle of it. Oh, I remember that I, too. And I would show people because he had a fucking hatchet, and he hit me in the chest <laughs> with it one day. Right in the, he was like, tell me this hurts. Whack! I was like, yes, that hurts. Uh, you guys' dynamic was cute, though. Yeah. Well, anything yeah. with Lammy, just, he's still such an easy target, dude. I love that I guy. remember when KY wrestled him with a dip in, and he was destroying Lammy. And he's like, does anybody have a spinner, like, 10 minutes into them wrestling? <laughs> yeah, man, we just make him go at it, dude. Oh my Yeah, God. that was a good time. I remember KY. I don't remember yeah. what happened to him, but. Oh, yeah, dude. I remember when you guys used to try to pink bell at me for my birthday. Yeah. Dude, I was fucking furious. I wanted to record the pink bellies. Yeah. You guys just kept going at it. And I just started fucking swinging, dude. And McBride was like, get him down. And I'm like, fuck you. I'm going to punch you in your face, dude. And dude, Bro, I wasn't – You didn't know how stupid. But I was like, dude, I was serious. I didn't want to do that shit, man. I was just – I don't know. You don't know how serious I was about pink bellies. I know. And that's, so. why I was, <laughs> and that's why I started swinging, dude. I was just like covering my face, like yeah, <laughs> just like I'll take like, him to the body you. all day. Fuck you, man. Yeah, it was all right. yeah, you can hit me all you want, but yeah. <laughs> not, did, I was... did you help us uh, shave LT's head when he got to the unit? No, no that was just our squad. I have the footage of it though, but no, I don't. I never did it. That was a good time. That dude that was, was a that maniac. Was like, that was like the first week we were at Fenty, wasn't it? Like literally the first. No, week. no, no, no. Because we had Cornley for. I mean, the first like the, month. The first week he was our LT. That's oh, what it was like yeah, two yeah. days after he got. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. He took over. We we're like, that's nice hair, LT. That's like always. <laughs> and then, 
I don't even remember. I think it was Bells that was like, hey, we're going to get him. Yeah. Let's go. I just remember, for some reason, I was the first one through the door. And you got and destroyed. He, well, he had a, he was sitting there, and he, like, looked up and saw us, and he happened to be in the far corner, so he mm-hmm. had plenty of time to react. What? And okay. so uh-huh. I just come in, and I was like – and someone just pushed me, and he's like, go. I was like, okay, and I'm just running full speed, and he puts his laptop next to him and just catches me. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. And I'm like, driving, driving, driving. Dude, give some context. You. Give some context for what LT looks like, because he's a big motherfucker, dude. He's like 6'3", 250 of all He muscles. went fucking West Point, fucking big-ass dude, man. Yeah, yeah. 250 and can run like a 4'2", 40. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What's the, what, so what, vid- what's the what videos do I have where you guys were in your um, we weather gear? You guys yeah, had we- cold weather gear. You guys went in and you guys ran back outside because something happened. That's it. Well, that's because I stopped in the door. Everyone else got stuck. Stopped. Yeah. Oh, was, everybody was pushing. Everybody was pushing everybody, including McBride, to go in. Yeah, because uh-huh. we didn't know. All we knew is that one of the LTs was going to leave the bunk unlocked, or we would knock and they would open it for us. Yeah, yeah. And then so what, yeah, someone had to go pro. Well, because they we we opened the door. We had no idea where he was mm-hmm. in relation to the room. Yeah. So when when McBride was the first one in, he like scouted it out and then started going. Because it wasn't like he got to the room. He's like, I don't want to do this anymore and stop. He just didn't know. So. I walked into an, a room where I was like, I don't know where this was, where he was. He was in the corner, and I was like, of course, he's the furthest away. Looking back, it probably wasn't the most well-thought-out plan, but well, we got it done a bit. But, yeah, but that's what you do to the new, the new LT. Yeah, yeah. I, I also remember that he allowed us yes. to shave his head. We couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. He, he was, was like, okay, he would get fine. to the point where he was like, Oh, no, he – yeah, I remember. Smith, I saw the video. Smith yeah. had one of his arms, and I think Connor had his other arm, and he mm-hmm. was pulling both of them in. Like, yeah. he was pulling mm-hmm. them to each other. And it got yeah. to the point where uh, we just we just shaved, like, from here back, like, to the top of his head, and we left. Because at that point, we knew that he was going to have to shave his head, so we didn't shave yeah. his entire head. And he was – it was at past the point of he was not having fun anymore. Yeah. He was, like, getting I, pissed. I don't think he was ever having fun looking back on it. <laughs> no, he's a great guy, though, dude. He's a great, he's a great. No, but um, but do you remember when we had the platoon fights, and then yeah. we had a mission the day before, like after, and like he, like we were fighting in the hallway with everybody. Mm. He comes out of his room and just like, just fucking yelling, and everyone just stops what they're doing, and like all the platoons just scatter and we're just like fucking running away back to our rooms. But that yeah, was. I remember. Like Sergeant Swenson, like had somebody over his head. And- Sergeant Swenson was leading the pack, dude. He had he was both like, oh, the platoons. Shit, okay. So both of the platoons, like, like close us in. Remember that? Like yeah, they're just like, oh my god, dude. But no, man, that yeah, wherever he's at. What's his uh, lieutenant? Uh, Downey, Lieutenant Downey. Downey. Yeah. I saw him on my second deployment. That's what she told me. Did yeah. Awesome. Did he look good? Because he was he went to bat afterwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He looked the exact same. I would just be like. You got any rippets sir? You hand me a rip because they have those cool pockets right here. Yeah. You like reach in like this, and he'd pull one out. I was like, I didn't even see you had a rippet on you. But yeah. a rippet? Yeah, a rip rip it. It on. He would just have like rippets in in his pockets. Must be nice. Mm-hmm. Was he a, was he a captain by then, or he was still a first? He was a lieutenant, so. Yeah. So for everybody who knows, going back a couple of stories, pink belly is a rite of passage in the military. Uh, when you have, so like most things, 
in the civilian side, most things that happen to you are celebrated. In the military side, you're punished. So when you have a birthday, let's say you're 20, like we all turned, except for Romel, I think you turned 21 while we were in Afghanistan. Uh, you got your belly smacked however many years you were alive. And not only would you, they smack your belly, but you'd also have to do a significant amount of workouts beforehand. Yeah. I still have, uh, I think I still have video of when. I have, I have video of Little Smith. Dude, we, I just have a video of everybody. But also okay. like, like, like we, that, that when we were, what is that? The little cot that we were in when we were transitioning out, but yeah, sorry, I don't... Sorry, we, we were, we were having the private, like the new guy, or I think KY Lamarche doing it. And then you got all the guys in and just like, yeah, I forgot it's Romel's birthday. And I was like, oh my, and I was just on my bunk, like chilling, dude. And then you guys were just like fucking yelling at me and trying to do that. You guys ripped me off the bed and I was like, I don't want to do this right now, man. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Typically it's not anything you ever want to do, but yeah. It's more, most of the time it's, you know, what's coming. And, uh, I remember McBride's, we were all in the, uh, like the, our common area for tower guard, like where we had all of our meetings and stuff like that. I mean, I like to enjoy it. I like to do it. And then it's kind of, yeah, no, it's, it's good. (laughs) It's good. If you're doing it to somebody, it's not good if it's getting done to you. Uh, but McBride was having to do lots of push-ups and sit-ups and then doing flutter kicks. Yeah. When when Bell's like, get him! So I was already on the ground. I was like, yeah. oh god. Yeah, that was good. So yeah, that's uh, that's Pink Belly. It's good times. I can. Would, do you tell anybody about that type of stuff, or is that just stuff that you kind of like forget about until you start talking about it with your boys? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't really I, think about that stuff. Yeah, I haven't really tapped into those memories in a while, dude. Honestly, like, I'm not really like, oh, yeah, I remember this one. I'm not a, that's, that's the one thing I told myself when I got out. I was like, I'm not about to be a noodle, dude. I'm not going to just fucking talk about deployments and the military every goddamn waking second of my life, dude. Go get your Afghanistan hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's in the, it's in the back, actually. Are you going to get I served when you're 60? Like a I served bumper sticker? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 I'm gonna get actually the, have two uh, blue cords actually. So the veteran plates. Yeah. They yeah. Are. They cost more, which doesn't really make sense, but whatever. Uh, let's see. Just getting back to some of these comments. See if we missed anything. Uh, lots of people saying that you do like fingers up your butt or multiple fingers. Uh, From different people. More of a different fingers, thing. different people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's brutal. Yeah, just a little bit. So I also like long walks on the beach. Uh, and pina coladas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. They they don't. I don't think they. We had to. They like oh fighting in the tower. Like me and Sack used to get in arguments, but like the one time we threw shit at each other, like we were about to fucking rip each other's brain. You know, like just dis- destroy each other, but. You and Lamy would go at it all the time. Did you ever, Samford, did you ever go at it with, like, Snyder? Like, did you ever fight with him? No. How'd you do a whole month not arguing with the person that you were in that tower with, bro? You just repeated stories. That I is, was sick of Lamy before I would, Tower got even started. That's true. That's also true. Well, Snyder's the type of guy where, like, he's so laid back. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember his laugh, but I remember his laugh. Oh, like, I love yeah. his laugh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh and isn't it crazy how like he has like a full set of hair now? Like have you seen him lately? Yeah, yeah. 
And yeah. it's just so weird it. seeing him there. It grows straight out of from his head. Yeah, yeah it's very wiry. Never, that's why he probably never grew it out in the military because he was just bald <laughs> as fuck. And then you see you in the civilian sector, it's like, what in the world? But yeah, he, I think he actually lives in Nashville. I'm pretty sure. Which is that's where he's like from. So yeah, probably three hours south of mine. Yeah, but uh, I never got in any fights with him. And he, like I said to Rumel and. Like when we were talking about Tower Guard before, he was one of the nice guys to actually have Tower Guard with because he went to college and, uh, you know, he could just tap into all of his college stories. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that was nice. But I mean, I had, uh, I just remember when we did Tower Guard at Bob Fenty, just the Mm -hmm. amount of time that we would play like the movie game. Um, And just how many hours we would play that. Yeah, and me and Lammy were just, <clears throat> I don't know, just everyone was, oh, had some, the movie someone game. smart. God everyone God. had someone smart in their tower. And then we get to me and Lammy and we're like, we don't, we both don't watch movies. So like, oh <laughs> we didn't know God. anything. That's like, how actors. fucking bored we were, dude. Jesus. Yeah. It was for eight so- hours, eight hours for a whole month, just doing that shit, man. It's okay, though. Dude, it was like, 500 hours of tower guard or something like that yeah it was a I'm, dumb amount were you guys were, do you guys remember when charles lost his firing pin for his m4 you guys remember yeah. hearing about that it wasn't his fault though no it wasn't his fault but like just, somebody just was, somebody was, was using it as like a demonstration or something and they lost yeah. it yeah was it it was, underneath the... no, no no it wasn't yeah it was a demonstration but and then they thought, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, they thought that it fell under, but it was actually still in the weapon itself. And it was like, it, it was like some whole thing, not in itself, but it was like, it was like misplaced or some shit like that. But he had, he knew where it was at. So he had us from out there get a uh, uh, tower guard. We stood up, I mean, we stood back and was looking for this crawling under the space. And then like Childs knew where it was and then like we were all like, God damn it, dude. So we stayed like maybe like an extra two, two or three hours. And that's why everyone was pissed at Childs for a little bit. Wait, so he knew her where it was like at the start and he was just Yeah, because I because I think it was a demonstration, like you said, but he knew where it was and like he just didn't double check that place. Oh. Yeah. So like like you said, it was a demonstration. I don't know what it was for. It was like what demonstration would you need to take out your firing pin? Just cleaning and, it. Yeah, yeah, but it it definitely did not fall under the. Remember how this there was is, like a like a pool a pool table. Yeah, you know how like everyone was like, oh yeah, I get to check underneath and like what the fuck? Why would it be there? And like if it was, then how could we find it? You know what I'm saying? Like it's a fire. <laughs> so then I remember. Then after I that, remember I had to crawl underneath there one time, and I was absolutely terrified of what kind of bugs or spiders yeah. or snakes could be under there. Well, we did an eight hour you know tower guard. So then we we're like at that point we we're just like trying to figure find this thing out. And, and I remember Sack was down there. He was like, he swore he could have, you know, he saw a dog down there. And I'm like, dude, shut up. And like, it's just one of those things where I was like, just a big waste of time. Cause I remember I asked Childs and he was just like, I promise you it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. And I'm like, bruh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know. There's lots of stuff that happens in the military that you look back on and you're like, just roll your eyes because of how stupid it was. But, the military whatever i didn't really mean to make this podcast into a reminiscing podcast like today's episode but it's uh it ended up being pretty good i like i like the stories and just thinking back on on everything lots of good memories and 
lots of things that I did. I was like, man, that was stupid, but looking back, it was funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. What do you guys have planned for uh, the rest of today? What are you gonna do? <clears throat> At school, I'm back in school now. Just doing, just doing that. I already worked, so I'm just gonna go make some sort of dinner, go to bed. Yeah. How about you? What, how about you, Josiah? What, what was on the agenda today? I don't know. I'm just trying to get this house approved. Seeing yeah. if uh, seeing if it's gonna go through or not. Or not necessarily go through, but just see if our offer gets accepted. But is that like a day thing? Is that like you're just trying to? That's why I keep looking down my phone. I'm sorry, I'm distracted. A day thing? What do you mean? Uh, Trevor asks, is it weird watching movies about the military now? I mean, do you watch them and see things? That's not how it really is. So, for me, I watched... <clears throat> have you guys watched The Outpost? Like, the newest one that came out? It's about no, I've heard one very good. Guy. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's, it's really a different take. I mean, as a filmmaker, whatever, you know, you just kind of see, like, how you could still immerse people into films. Um, yeah, you guys should check it out. Uh, for me, personally, I love it. I don't really... I, lo- I mean, I love battles and... S- stories that are created onto you know the screen and just the, the type of work that it takes um you know obviously like we could just say like one survivor you know how, how long the it, it doesn't matter how you shoot it but the, the the person behind it and teaching and explaining what happened and this and that um i think that's the process that i really enjoy the most um but besides that i could give a fuck about you know uniforms and you know how people act and the terminology and shit yeah, I, I don't really watch any current, like, event military movies. Yeah. Like, I don't like watching, like, Afghanistan or Iraq war movies. I more will watch, like, World War II stuff, like Band of Brothers and Saving mm-hmm. Private Ryan and stuff like that. But I don't really like, especially, like, after I saw Hurt Locker. I think we, we watched Hurt Locker in Afghanistan and just how crazy. Like, it's just such a stupid movie. Yeah. None of it. None of it makes None sense. None of it is accurate. Right. It's just like yeah, an, it, an EOD guy is shooting a 50 cal when it's like Hell a torrential yeah. sandstorm. It's just, stuff like that just kind of pisses me off. So I don't really watch any current stuff. But Yeah. I don't really like – like I went into it yesterday. I was like, I don't really like any of that stuff regardless. Mm-hmm. So I, I probably won't watch Outpost until it's on Netflix or something. And even then, yeah. I probably still won't watch it. Oh, I mean, I haven't, I haven't paid for, you know, military movie. I'm like I said, for me, sorry, like I said, for me, it's just the process behind it. I mean, I really uh, enjoy the vets that come out and actually give these directors and these people like good direction. And yeah. Do you you nitpick it from a, uh, like a film standpoint? Like, cause you have, you see it from multiple angles. You see it from the film aspect, but you also see it from the military aspect. Yeah. There's a difference. I mean, you know, when you're in the military, like, uh, uh what is it is it the eagle's nest i think that was like yeah yeah something like that i mean that that cameraman was in the action you know i mean he was a part of the fight if you per se mm-hmm. but then when you think about like lone survivor you're 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 watching this story unfold and then versus when you watch the outposts you are immersed into the action so you have debris falling on the cameraman you have you know what i mean and you are part of the action so the outpost for it in itself gives me that hornet's nest feel you know mm. but hornet's nest is not a movie that they <laughs> spend a whole budget it's real life you know so like i said it's it's the story and the process behind these movies that i really like like 
unfortunately, man, like I know that the story behind uh, those Navy SEAL guys that went to, you know, um, the Middle East, you know, right after 9-11, the horsemen of uh, the movie. The oh, book, yeah, though. yeah. Yeah. Then they had like Chris Hemsworth and then they had no military direction behind it. Yeah. Trash. Yeah. I'm not going to watch that shit. You know what I'm saying? But like yeah, when yeah. I hear buzz of real veterans putting their input and giving a fuck about a movie because the story needs to be told right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you got Scott Eastwood in it. He's hot. He's hot. He's a cutie. So yeah. McBride, do you not watch military movies just because you can't stand watching military movies because of how wrong they get it or it just doesn't interest me like my favorite military movie is fury probably yeah, yeah. about the tankers in world war Two. yeah and those guys went, and those guys went through a process too buddy oh yeah 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 you had brad yeah, pitt but, and you had shia labeouf doing at least the most just to get the, the accuracy right and that's what i don't really, know i don't uh, but it, it just doesn't interest me I, like I saw that the Outpost is coming out. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's as far as it went with me. I wasn't like, oh, I got to see that one. It was just like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Madison has a question for you, Ramo. What's up? Madison has a question for you. Madison has a question for you. Ramo, what is your main goal career for being in the film industry? My f- oh, Man, um, my main goal in the film industry right now, it's, uh, it's kind of cloudy. I mean, I think I've answered this probably in the back, but right now I'm trying to I am in my fourth year. I'm a senior in my college. I am building up a reel. Uh, my reel has landed me positions in commercials, which is in the Bay Area. I can't work on a lot of movies. I haven't gotten the opportunity to go to LA and given the opportunity right now. That doesn't seem very likely. But um, the overall goal or dream is to be picked up for a documentary series. Um, I've expressed how I've always wanted to be on like Vice where you're constantly going through cities and villages and capturing these stories about the real people that are um, caught in these wars and battles. So my, I guess to answer your question, I I really just got to do this real and kind of see, hopefully I get picked up for something. What else will happen? happen? I was just talking about my, my awesome story of meeting spec ops guys. Oh, Oh, you did see Trevor. Trevor's a good buddy of mine. Yeah, I told him about it, and uh, I didn't. I mean, I didn't tell him, but I told him about the podcast. So he's probably just too. Moral. The moral of the story is, I took a picture of a special forces guy, and he wasn't happy. So yeah, what episode right. can he watch that and kind of? I think that's uh, so two, like or two or three. Two yeah, or three, it was. Yeah. It was pretty early on. I think it was our first time doing a a video like live stream so it's probably episode yeah. three yeah and that was that goes into vivid uh detail uh, trevor if you wanted to listen to that but yeah the overall goal is to have a reel um if if i never get picked up i definitely are going to be working in commercial uh projects and you know that doesn't sound as crazy as it does but it does pay the bills and if uh yeah, if my wife could uh, <laughs> hold down the nursing thing, then I guess they were going to be solid <laughs> for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. I feel like nurses probably have to make pretty pretty good wages in, uh, in San Francisco, just talking back to like cost of living and stuff like that. Yeah, she's uh, she's trying to be an RN right now. And, uh, she, you know, her, her uh, she wants to work in pediatrics. And she is uh, yeah going to be trying to – she has a lot of connections. I guess that's the reason why we're staying in the Bay Area is her connections to um, – 
I don't know if you guys know the UCSF, but yeah, it's a very prestigious uh, medical hospital in the Bay Area. And yeah, that's the plan, dude. I mean, I, like I said, I'm never opposed to getting a, a gig in LA, working on a movie or indie film in fucking Iowa or something, you know what I mean? Something like if they, someone called my name and said, hey, you want to go to Afghanistan and you know shoot this documentary? I'm like, fuck it, let's do it, you know? So Be on the front lines with ISIS? videotaping ISIS. I don't really Yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll do it, man. I'll do it. Fuck it. You, you should you should videotape from the ISIS perspective. That would no. be a fucking movie. Dude, that'd that would be, be crazy, movie. dude. Just go straight full Allah. Straight Allah, dude. Straight Allah. Allah Akbar. <laughs> Allah like, Akbar. So <laughs> I don't think they do the cross thing. Yeah, I know I realize that as soon as I did I was like, yeah, they probably don't do the <laughs> just cross the home plate. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's for Can you imagine as a fucking have an S vest on and you just like doing that? You're like, wrong. wrong you have an American move. flag on your Kevlar. <laughs> That's probably not the right move, but whatever. That's funny, dude. Well, uh, tomorrow we are going to do. I'm not a live stream. We're just going to record mm-hmm. uh, our episode off stream and, and upload it afterwards. But. Um, if you can, if anybody here who's commenting thinks of any uh, any topics they want to hear us cover, just either DM one of our our socials and we'll get to it. But uh, I guess before we before we end it, does anybody else have any uh, any other pressing matters they want to get to? Um, I'm good. I mean, I, I oh didn't. sorry, I'm just checking the was, this shit here. Yeah. I was reading the comments. Yeah, I was reading um, the comments too. My bad though. No, you're all good. Yeah. Is there more comments? No, I'm yeah. reading them now. Well, oh. Uh, oh WR says he wants us to give us a little brief about the COVID situation in maybe every every area. What? You want to touch touch up on that or no? Uh, what like what COVID is doing in our current? Yeah, because we're such such we're in such different places in the world. I'll tell you about COVID here. If you wouldn't have told me that there was COVID, I would just thought people were walking around with masks. Everything's open. Nothing's going on. You'd never have any idea. Yeah, they shut down. They closed down restaurants in Indiana for like probably a better half of a month. And then once they reopened, they haven't shut anything down. And they haven't even gone to like, they haven't even gone to like 50% seating. It's all pretty much. 100% 100% occupancy like it's not the only thing that's not open for seating which is kind of sad is Wingstop but that's right Wingstop's trash excuse me sheesh Wingstop is no, trash chill the fuck out bro wait chill. wait wait wait. I should say that there's two things that trigger me there's one Dude, I'll let you fucking grab your whatever pubes on your face bro <laughs> what do you what's your wing place if you say Buffalo Wild Wings, I'm ending the stream right now and coming to Iowa and giving you a two-piece combo. <laughs> well, good news. Well, I, don't like wings. <laughs> I don't like wings, so. Excuse me? Um, yeah. Wait, since when? A... Did you have, like, a bad experience with wings after we knew each other? I ate them just because it was like, oh, they're wings. Oh, my. I couldn't tell you the last time I ordered wings for myself. It's been probably years. Hey, end the stream, dude.
and the, the fucking stream, bro. What's going on in the chat? You guys keep looking to your right. <laughs> it just happens to be on the right for me. Like a what is the black budget? I don't know what the black budget is. Black budget. People want, dude. I mean, we did. We definitely did uh, talk about our our take on the secret police and the protests in Portland um, and racism in episode seven. So if everyone's watching, we, we definitely did cover those. Yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, back to this Wingstop issue. Yeah, uh, Wingstop, Wingstop is trash. Wingstop is ass. I don't know what else you want me to say. I don't like wings in general, so fast food wings are not my. That's not fast food wings, dude. Buffalo what am I thinking of then? Is fast food? No, wings. you remember? Okay, you're driving down Fort Hood Street. You're going towards the interstate. There was yeah. that place off to the left. What was that? Yeah. No. The Shalots, Shalotskis, right? No, no, there was wings over there. Are you talking about over by Golds? No, not that far. Oh. It was before the interstate, right across from it was the camera. It was fucking wings stuff. Oh. No, 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 no. Before on Fort Hood Street, right before you get to the interstate on the left. Yeah, because Kmart was on your right, and then there was whatever that place was on the left, and I was like, these are horrible. It might have been wings stuff, and I just had a bad batch, but I've never had them since then. Kmart. I don't even know where Kmart. Oh, was. by the way, everyone that's listening, fucking McBride hates. Oh no, it was a Docker McBride. We came back from deployment. I showed these motherfuckers in and out, and you guys were like these are the worst fucking hamburgers I've ever had in my life. Dude. I, okay, everyone. <laughs> oh, dude, I used to get heated about this. <laughs> yeah, we're so sword. fucking heated. I'm like, dude, there's only one person I know that fucking hates In and Out. I got another Connor one. In and Out McBride. In and Out is worse than Wendy's. <laughs> um, talking okay. to a group of people in Cali. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I went to uh when I was at NTC this last time, my fourth yeah. time. I Jeez. went and uh everyone's always like, You gotta have in and out in uh California, it's where it's the best, blah blah blah. So my buddy, he was in charge of the detail to run all the bags down to Railhead. Remember how that was yeah. like an hour away? Yeah. What is that, Bakersfield? Uh, no, Bakersfield's up north. I don't know, dude. Like that, anything Fort Irwin just makes me feel like that's hell in itself, dude. That sandbox, like I can't. That's your home, though. No, Anywho. it's fucking not. It's all California. Okay. <laughs> don't ever what? say that. <laughs> whatever. But uh, we I went down to wherever it was, Bakersfield or whatever, and I went to the In and Out there, and I got everything animal style, like you guys always. Secret menu. If it was so good, it would be on the regular menu. Um, but I got the fries, and the fries tasted like moist veggie straws with mayonnaise on top of them and burnt, and burnt onions. And then I got my burger, and I was like, I could make better. Yeah, but did you did you die, McBride? Did you die? I would I I would be perfectly fine to this day if I did not ever eat that burger in animal style fries in california um was it Popeyes, I think, by the way what was Popeyes? the place in fort hood i was just looking at a map of fort hood street that's the yes. only thing that's right before no i don't remember next to denny's don't do the kmart dog what are you talking Dude, about i don't remember well that's it wasn't wingstop because i'm not going to accept wingstop being that <laughs> I had I had In and Out well before knowing you, Romel. I've been to Cali multiple times. Yeah, you said that, dude. Hey, Bryson said In and Out is an acquired taste. 
Yeah. What is this black budget that he wanted to talk about? I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah, let us know in the comments. <laughs> like, comment, yeah. subscribe. Well, yeah, like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> I, I, uh, here's my take on the whole in and out thing. Oh my god! Besides that, it's ass. I'm gonna Some go. People with, like ass, hey, bro. Hey, okay. <laughs> this is a family podcast. <laughs> uh. I'm gonna take Whataburger over In and Out because they're I love Whataburger though. And because Connor and I we'd knock on each other's doors at like one o'clock in the morning and ask if we wanted Whataburger. <laughs> Who's WR? My boy, my buddy. Well, Connor would have to go swim with sock on. He's like who's denying it. He's like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it's hilarious. I, yeah. I wish you could come here and have Bebop, but there's like 48 people here, so no one will ever be able to back me 48 people. I think they mean the, the black budget thing is like what they're trying to pass. Right mm. now. I don't watch the news, so I'm yeah, not up to date. Unfortunately, right now I'm not, I'm not watching the news Yeah, at the moment. Uh, wish we had a Jamie to pull it up. The earmark about... 50 billion for military spending that doesn't have to be tracked. Never. Yeah, because of the ranges. I remember <laughs> going. I remember, up, <laughs> I remember going to a range and there was a hundred of us and we had twenty-seven thousand rounds, and we had to fire whatever what eighty percent of them. Yeah, that's like eighty percent. That's like more than twenty. I just remember we were all online, and uh, not in full auto, but in burst. <laughs> Like to the point where just hit, it wasn't even like training. You, it was just you had to. Yeah, your your fucking eyes are closed at that point, dude. I mean, it's it's freaking retarded, man. According to yeah. Google, private military budget that is allocated for classified or other secret operations. Listen, I think the the citizens of the United States know about ten percent of what actually goes on within like the CIA and secret military operations. I think that even military, like regular army stuff, like knows ten. I was about to rub myself into that ten percent. Yeah. If uh, if you guys have like eighteen or nineteen hours to listen to an audible book, I strongly recommend Surprise Kill Vanish because it goes into state sponsored assassinations. It's a great book. I really enjoyed it. Why wouldn't they just read the book? Would it take them 18, 19 hours if they just read it themselves? I don't read books yeah. personally. No, I fuck that. They could, they could read it, level, but then they could so. listen to ours. Our yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah. to answer the question, I have no idea. Because, yeah. I mean, that stuff goes so far above my head that I'm just, I'll just trust that it's going to somebody who's going to kill somebody who deserves it. Like, it's what, it's, that budget is for when they sell. Or when they send twenty seven thousand rounds to the range, and we're like, "This is taxpayer dollars." Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! That that yeah. goes back to the you'll do something in the military that's fun for about thirty minutes, <laughs> and then it's not fun for forty five minutes. Did you guys yeah. stop tickling each other? Stop <laughs> being it's jealous, annoying, dude. You know how mad yeah. Josiah would be if I went to McBride's room first and hang out with him, <laughs> and Josiah would be like. So what are we doing over here, guys? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I am a lot closer. Yeah. Sorry for trying to make memories. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. Don't let it happen again, dude. Whatever, dude. Shut up. All right. Besides the black budget thing, I don't really... Oh, how is throwing your grenade? WR wants to know about that. I got a funny picture for everybody. 
Yeah. Hey, uh, McBride, best impression of throwing a grenade, go. <laughs> Don't drop the pulpit. Wait, can you see that? There we yes. Go. That's a good one right there, bud. That's a good one, dude. I just have to wait for it to show up in the, the stream. I don't know um, why I still have this picture, but I'm really glad that I do. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how you have it either. Throwing a grenade is not as cool as... Uh-uh. No, it's not as cool as a... It's a lot more time-consuming than a lot of people make yeah. it out to be, too. Do you remember uh, when you were going through, was it basic or something? Where you were in this little tube, and it's like this these walls, and you're just like looking at the explosion. But Yeah, I remember that. It's just so weird, man. Like that, and probably that's like the first and last time. I remember like you would be like, I always imagined it was like a pull, throw, bang. Yeah. But then like in real life, you like throw it, and then you're like laying on the ground for yeah. three seconds. seconds. And then also, you're like laying there, and you're like, When's it gonna go? When's it gonna go? When's it gonna go? Boom! You're like, oh. Yeah, you're not cooking shit, bro. The- <laughs> you don't get you don't get to see it. You don't get to look at it. Yeah, it's not as cool, dude. And if there was just shrapnel, just looking. <laughs> the better experience is oh, cool, going dude. going to the grenade range to get trained how to throw grenades and watching people want to watch the grenade and just getting absolutely laid out by the cadre. That's better than the actual throwing of the grenades because he just takes over, dude. There's people in the, especially in the infantry, where you have like ASVAB waiver dudes who just don't know how to follow instructions. And when they get absolutely laid out, it is the best thing ever. I remember when I was in Kuwait doing EIB. Yeah. I, I graded for grenades. Oh, can you, you by really? the way, can, can you, I'm sorry, can you elaborate on uh, EIB? Because I was trying to explain that to my buddy and I, I was trying to tell him that it was the most like biggest thing as an infantryman to get. To your EIB. Yes. That yeah. and your CIB right next to it, but yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start with, I'm going to finish this grenade story since we're on the topic yeah. and then I'll go into it. The, but like, I would have to sit there all day and just watch people not be able to throw a, a grenade, a grenade 35 meters and it would be in the sand. So it would like kind of stick a little bit. Yeah. And like, you'd be surprised how many people I saw like, people, people just can't throw. Just- People go in this world without throwing a ball like ever. Can you yeah. can you throw it over thirty five meters, or is there yeah. like a is there a range like it, it has to go thirty five to fifty meters, or can you just check? Yeah, we're talking about EIB stuff, or we're just in yeah. general. Oh, it's it. I don't think it's thirty five. I think is it thirty five or fifteen? I think it's fifteen meters. Now that I really think about it, I think it's mm-hmm. fifteen meters. But then you have a five meter circle that it's got to be within. Gotcha. So like the point is fifteen meters, and then you have five meters around it. Yeah. That doesn't sound right, though. That sounds short. But you're the best cadre of an EIB for every bro. Yeah, probably. But <laughs> but EIB, I'll tell you one thing: being an EIB grader, yeah, you feel like you're ten feet tall because everyone for a month is just coming up to you like trying to get brownie points with you. So every single person you interact with is like super nice to you. <laughs> it's, oh shit! Yeah, you'll awesome. have like captains and E7s coming up to you, and they're like. Lots of hands. What's that? Are they they saluting you at that point or what's going on? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, basically. I got my I got my clipboard and I'm like, next, and then you see some like E seven get up scrambling, quick putting their helmet on and running over to me. I was like, Are you even ready? And they're like, Yeah, I'm ready. Like, doubt it, let's go. Uh, And uh, Did you you were like you're a fucking no at this station. Move the fuck up. Just get right down below. 
move off my station. <laughs> you know what's an even better one? What's even more subtle? Son of a bitch. Okay. Because I'd have a stopwatch for almost all my stations. And they're like sitting there doing something. And you just, I just click it. So they just like hear the beep and then like look. And I was like, do you know what you did wrong? And like, oh my God. <laughs> you smile and laugh. Like, <laughs> no, you keep it there. But as soon as they turn around, you're like, drill Sergeant Johnson face seriousness level. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, e- EIB is, you have to get what, 80% in each event on the PT test. So. Yeah. Not terribly hard to do, but it's it weeds a lot out. I don't remember it, how I got out of EIB, but a lot of people were upset that I did. You you passed the PT test, but then you failed the first station. That's how I I failed out of it. No, no, but, I didn't even have to go to the, because I didn't because even have to go to EIB testing. EIB was a voluntold thing when I was at least when I did it like twice. It was you like you're like oh we're trying to find volunteers, but then you're like. Well, no, oh, I mean, <laughs> when, when I went through it, it, it wasn't even like a voluntary thing. We all, that was what we were doing for like three months. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you I went, just remember, weren't you, didn't you have to do like railhead or something? I don't remember. That's what I'm trying to remember is like, I did it. I honestly don't remember how I got out of it, but I did. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even have to go to the training. I didn't have to, I think it may have been for, uh, cause I was trying to get my, my early release. So Maybe. It, it may have been uh, like interviews that I had with the local police department. I don't remember. No, because that's not that's not because McBride got his already his EIB. So I got he, mine in May of twenty. You would have been on the same time. Seventeen. Yeah. You would have been. I got. You were out when I got mine. Yeah, he got his his second go around. Oh, he's yeah. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Okay, cool. What did you fail the first time? Uh, PT test because I knew I was deploying, so I didn't want to do it. Um. Uh, were they pissed at you that you did that? Yeah, I got shit from a lot of people for the entire deployment. So that's why I came back. And actually, so EIB is 30 stations of doing it literally verbatim, perfectly. By the book. Like literally can't even miss like yeah. a sentence. Yeah. You have to do it perfect. So what, in, you your get, ter- in your terms, what is it? Is like the like you are the infantryman, like you are the best kind of infantryman, or what is that? What is it yeah. in your terms? Yeah. Well, I mean, I usually just break it down into like numbers. There was 120 in our company, and three of us got it. Yeah, that's like the getting the EIB is like. Then yeah. also push you to your E5, right? Well, I got I got promoted to E5 on Monday of test week. Holy shit, dude! So you even need that EIB? No, I, I, oh, I wasn't even, I wasn't even serious about EIB testing. Yeah, I had. So you have like your little sheet. You get it after your PT test, and then you're like, "This is my name. This is all my stuff." Yeah. And then I went to day one of testing, passed all of day one, no, no goes. Went to day two of testing, no, no goes, and it was like, it was in the afternoon on day three of testing. I was just like looking around and there was nobody there anymore. And I was on like station 27. I hadn't had a no-go yet. And I was like, I have a fucking chance at this. Like, Dude, that's I, w- I made it through 27 before I was like, I only had three stations left. And I was like, I might be able to get this. Did you, you know, know like, any of them where you had to redo it? I, I actually station 28. Is that medical? I double no-go. Uh-uh. So it, it goes by days. Like, my first day was weapons, second day was medical, third day was patrols. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Did you say turtles? Yep. Patrols. <laughs> Dude, this, this, um, this dismounts. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I double nugget call for fire, and the NCOIC was walking me back to the talk, and he was just like, "Man, you made it all this way without a no go." And then you double nugget at this station. I was like, "Yeah, I get it. Like, let's keep walking." And uh, we get to walk, and he's like, "Man." He's like, you didn't even protest. You didn't do nothing because the guy before me protested that the table wasn't flat. So he didn't get a good mark on his map. Mm, so I was just like, but like I messed it up. I, I measured wrong. So like I knew that I messed it up. No issue. And then yeah, we're about halfway down the, to the talk. And he's like, I really appreciate that you didn't like, you know, cause make a fit, didn't do nothing. You know, you took it, you know, you made it this far and then double no good here. And you didn't even throw like a tantrum or anything. I was like, yeah, what am I going to do? You know, I failed. And he goes, good luck. See you at the ruck. And he gave me a go on the second one. Fuck yeah, and, dude. and so then I went to my next station and I was like, station, 29, <laughs> station 29. Was, was day four a 12 mile then? Yes. The next morning was. And then so station 29, I go up and it was identifying train teachers on a map. Mm-hmm. And I flipped mm-hmm. cut and fill. Mm. I flipped cut and fill and the guy grading, he goes, well, you knew what they were. You just had them backwards. He gave me a go. So then I'll go into station 30 and, uh, you're gelling at this point, bro. I was on my very last station, but it was a range estimation and nobody had, whenever it was like train up times, everybody was sitting there because no one knew how to do it. So come test day, station 30, I had never even walked put my feet in that station i had no clue what i was doing and all the cadre were sitting there like come test and i was like i need testing until i'm confident with this stuff mm-hmm. and i was like even googling things like i was like i don't understand this at all what, and was, finally, it? The, what was station 30 range estimation mm-hmm. ah. and it was like you know when you're looking through binos and you got the yeah yeah for like whatever, whatever. call fire mm-hmm. yeah so i'm like sitting there and uh Finally, the cadre came over. He just gave me a real quick class. He's like, this is all you have to do. Long story short, make it look like you're doing a math problem and then just say 800. And if he says uh, time remaining, 700. Time remaining, 600. And if you get down there and you're like, I know it's not less than 400 meters, go 900. And then I was like, all right, you're going at the station. That's how I got my EIB. And well, then I had to do my ruck. And then, so how many, people that, were, how many people were doing the ruck with you? There was probably a hundred that started the ruck, hundred and twenty, and I think our graduate, like the who graduated or whatever, if you will, was like fifty. Dang. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize there'd be that many people. So was this the entire squadron that was doing EIB then? It was the regiment. Oh really? Yeah. So would they split different squadrons up like per day? So like one day one would be doing yeah, so like, and one would be doing patrols. Yeah, exactly. So like Tiger did weapons one day and I can't Thunder did one a different one one day. Was there any rotated. Was there any weapons that you had like that you went into it not so confident or were all pretty easy for you? Uh they were all generally pretty easy. The only one I struggled with is M4 because there's 1,000 steps to it. Yeah. The way we, the way we clear it and 
Right, it's different than the, than the book method, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have, to, yeah, you have to disassemble, yeah. reassemble, functions check, mm-hmm. and then that's it. You got to no. You got you start with the mag in, bang mm-hmm. bang malfunction to clear the malfunction, bang bang or and then there's another one. So then you do immediate action, take it mm-hmm. apart. Hey, you're talking to a guy has this fucking EIB, dude. Straighten that fuck up, all right, man. Yeah, dude, come on. EIB stands for Expert Infantry Badge. Yeah. <laughs> nice, dude. Well, Trevor asked. Yeah, yeah, no, you're good. Y'all think about Jocko? No, we don't think about Jocko, WR. Sorry about that. Um, uh, WR I actually have a, a Jocko pillow that I cuddle at night. Yeah, no. Um, WR wants us to cover hazing in the military and what it was and what it was it is now. So I, don't, I, think, I think the experiences may vary. And I think we can go down this deep hole, but uh... I have two good stories. Yeah, go for it. Okay, the first story was uh, in Romania. Oh god! When I was like being forced to drink water and then puke it, like I was doing so much exercises that I was puking it up and like yeah. falling. And we're not, around we're not gonna say any like, names. No names. No nope. Names. Nope. Yeah, yeah, okay. No names. And then I would get up and then keep going and then puke and then throw up and fall over. And like crying and snot and just gross and they're like, clean yourself up. No, like, oh, yeah, of course, of course I'll do that. But the second one was at NTC, mm-hmm. and all the Joes like we smoked the. I think you guys were both out, or the, no, you were still in, just I. But uh, we went to NTC and the Joes were bitching about getting smoked one time. Oh, we can't believe we're fucking smoke. This is hazing. And my platoon sergeant caught wind of it. We're out like day ten in the box. We're sitting in, in Razish. I don't know if you remember Razish or the name at least. And he like calls all, he's like, team leaders, get over here. And we're like, okay. We get in there and he's got a tray. You remember the, the big trays of sausages, breakfast sausages? Mm-hmm. And they have that thick fucking fat grease on it when it's not cooked. Yeah. The lard. He was like, is lard yeah, or something? yeah. He like pulled us into this room and slammed the door and he's like, eat all this shit. And we, you know, we're kind of laughing with him, and he's not laughing. And we, so we're starting to eat, and it gets to the point where we're like, I can't stick another freaking sausage in my mouth. And he's like, the tray's not gone. Keep eating. And so we eventually finished the whole tray. And then he takes us outside, and there was a berm probably 150 yards away. And he's like, run to it. And we'd run to it, and he's like, basically, if you were the last one back, you know, you're doing push-ups, sit-ups until it's time to go again. So those were, we were actually like trying. And we realized this is no, this is not fun no more. And then we were doing buddy carries and like wheelbarrow races and like bear crawls to it and stuff. And the eventually was like, we're not done until someone pukes. And so then we're at all at that point, like <laughs> trying to puke, but without like sticking our fingers in our throat. And uh, eventually someone puked. I can't remember who it was. And then he goes, as soon as someone puked, he goes, all right, boys, um, that's hazing. In case anyone's ever asked you what hazing is, yeah, you can you can tell them this. That's awesome. And we were like. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> did you go? Did you go smoke the Joes after that? Uh, well, no, because they're all sitting there, like over the tops of the buildings, with just their eyeballs showing, watching. And he would just keep looking up, and they all scurry away. But, but before we go into another story, meanwhile, what, what I your... was meanwhile I was sleeping in a striker somewhere. <laughs> Probably not. You're the commander's driver. But, but before that, what, what is uh what is your guys' definition of hazing? And like let's just because I think like I said, uh experiences may vary, but what's your what's your definition? I uh, 
I look at hazing as like a negative connotation. So like anything that was done to me in the military was mainly because I deserved it. So it was like corrective actions. It definitely was not. So, hazing. But so like, you don't think like hazing was like a rite of passage in a way? I mean, it was, was anything that humiliated you. Yeah, it, it was to a certain extent, but the majority of the time that you were getting like your stuff pushed in was, I mean, people were doing it with you right next, like sitting right yeah. next to you. And if you got like told, hey, because I got, there was one point where I was like, you can either get a counseling or you can get smoked. Which one do you want? I was like, I'll take smoke. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah, and, every time. Every yeah. Time. And so like, that's what I was saying. Like the majority of the time that uh, you're doing like corrective actions and stuff like that is because you deserve it. But like, I know that they started getting away from that type of stuff. Like when I was getting out, cause I was talking with one of my buddies who was deployed right after I got out and he was a team leader. And, uh, one of his Joe's left his M4 in his room and, uh, like didn't have any security over it. So he walked into his room and grabbed it and, and got it. Uh, or no, he didn't leave it in his room. He left it in the dining facility while they were deployed. And somebody from their company found it and brought it back to them. And she wanted to smoke him, but his uh, platoon leader was like, no, you can't. You just have to write him up. And he didn't even get an AR-15. He got, like, a negative counseling. So I know that, like, if what if that would have happened to one of us while we were deployed, it would have been – there wouldn't – first of all, there wouldn't have been any paperwork. So none of us would have gotten that ramification of it. Mm, I'm sure um, would have get pushed in, bro. You would just get – destroyed physically like to the point where you wouldn't do it ever again and you'd have like ptsd going forward because okay, of what you did so pause uh, getting, a lot of, yeah so. yeah getting smoked is doing involuntary exercises <laughs> yeah it's literally just getting yelled at and getting smoked yeah. um or getting yelled at and doing exercise so you're like and it's it's not even like a question. I really didn't even question it at the time. It was like two push ups, you're like, okay. You know, like So if anybody's heard yeah. of like a shark attack, like that's like one of the first things that people experience when they get to basic training when they actually get to their company is a shark attack. Like all the drill sergeants introduce themselves and everybody's like screaming at everyone and it's like a indoctrination into the military. And and that, that whole idea is is not questionable. You can't question why this person is being mad or why he's raising his voice or why he's telling you to push us because the the other side of it is getting kicked out of the military going through the paperwork getting kicked out of the military so it's either smoke session or getting written up and then going through the process of getting the military there is no gray area but well, well at least when we were in and what mcbride what is your um what is your definition of hazing hazing is anything that's humiliating i mean like mm -hmm. that's what hazing hazing is yeah 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 like when uh like if you were to, I don't know, just like. Like we, uh, we had a guy to, I mean, I think we talked about him yesterday. Whenever we would have nightly meetings where we had to take notes on like what we we're going to be doing the next day. Oh, yeah. He would yeah. always be the last person to notes and we'd always get pissed off and like start like pounding on his walls to come out. And, and, mm -hmm. and he was like, you guys are hazing me. Or like, we're not hazing you. We're, you're not doing what you're told. So like there's a difference between. Yeah. Hazing. But, but that's the army that he, because you guys said that he came out six months afterwards. So that's the kind of army that he was kind of molded into, if you think about it. Him and KY. If you think yeah, about it. Yeah, but they still got, I mean, I mean, there were, there were times where they got destroyed just as much as 
as yeah. they did. Well, those two actually, yeah, they got their shit reamed out a lot. I mean, it's mainly because of KY, but yeah. But I mean, for me, my experience with hazing, I mean, you know, when you're in basic, you kind of dehumanize, get dehumanized, and kind of like they build you and then they bring you to the soldier. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like the, when you guys are introduced to the showers, like in your bar- like in your barracks, you know, I don't know how about you guys, but like for me, I thought my first experience about hazing was nut to butt walking in the showers and getting like, you know, sprayed on like a couple of like towels. Like your, like your towel in your hand and your soap in the other hand. Couldn't cover no, up. You're like, you're like nut to butt, you're like hands over your privates and you're like getting washed yeah. by the, you know, NCOs. And that's, that was my first experience. And that's my military. You got washed by them? Oh, yeah, like with spray, like spray Wait, with hose. Back, back up, back up. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. But you were, I mean? but you were naked. Yeah, like nuts and butt with all the other guys. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, get but that's, but that's what I'm saying. That's the magnitude. Experiences are very. Yeah, but yeah, that's no. my experience. But also, it's like, it's a mental game, right? That's a, that's mm. a, that's, a, that's a, something I went through. That's a mental game that they try to break you down, try to destroy that civilian mindset, and build you into a soldier. You know what I mean? So you go it into works. that. So, and, and it worked, yeah. And so that was my, you know, basic training. That was my first introduction to the showers, right? So then when I go into, you know, Bandit, the, the biggest one about hazing, which I could, because everything else was getting fucked with, right? I mean, you know, two NCOs going, and if you know me in the military, you know that, you know that I'm the, a very clean person. And yeah, no, you, you, I'm a very clean person. And then when you go into my room and then just start like destroying stuff, yeah, that could be hazing or, you know, just kind of, it all depends on like what they're doing it for too. Like if they're yeah. just doing it just for the sake of being a douchebag, then yeah, and that's and that that line is very thin. But also like, I think that, um, yeah, and but also like you know, there's a certain individual that lost his nods in the field, and you know we all sat there and watched someone. Yeah, I I, I, I think you guys I think you guys know this story, but also yeah. like you know we were in this field and it was late at night and you know he fucked over a lot of us and you know things were done and that in itself i think is hazing just dehumanizing a person so uh did you guys ever get situations where somebody messed up and so the entire platoon got smoked but they got held out i used to do that or like somebody was something i would do oh i never i've just seen it happen to people like Mm. the guy who lost his cell, like the uh, government issued cell phone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When we were in Afghanistan, he lost his phone and the entire platoon got smoked. But he got, he was just was told to sit there and watch. I think about, I blocked that one out. Don't but know that was that was in our platoon. That was no, he didn't lose uh, the thing. He lost his nods, bro. It was it was, it was his nods. It was his nods. I thought, yeah. I thought nah, there was another guy who lost his phone. Like, you know the phone that I gave out to everybody? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one I'm thinking about is... I know exactly who you're yeah, talking about. It's yeah. a different story right at the very end. Yeah, yeah, at the end. Left in the back of the gator. Yeah, but... Um, Do you guys... Okay, I got another story. I'm changing the topic about getting smoked. Do you remember when we were waiting to get picked up from a helicopter and it flew too close and hit the rotor hit the telephone pole? Yeah. And we just started running so we thought the helicopter was going to crash on top of us? We thought we were getting attacked first. <laughs> like, we didn't know what it was. Wait, what? What happened? What was it? We were, it was a National Guard Chinook pilot, and it was his first time. You know, it had, we had the U-shaped, like, Oh, you're talking about the, 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 the propeller hitting? Yeah. He, oh, like, yeah, backed straight with... up instead of landing on the strip and then just, like, motoring in. 
Yeah, I remember we were, we were we were listening to some some song, and then that we we got the day off because of that whole idiot. Yeah, and yeah, I remember we were sitting there, and you know that shit happened, and everyone just took their gun and just fucking ran, dude. It was very funny, actually. I remember I, I ran back to my. I remember running back to my gun, and Sergeant Brumfield grabbed me by my collar, and he's like, "Just run." <laughs> yeah, like, dude. Okay. Propeller coming at you. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of. I thought a helicopter was coming. Sergeant Brumfield, I miss that guy. Do you talk to him at all? Nope. No. Nope. I just know that Anyways, uh, um, yeah, no. So time. yeah, losing your nods, yeah, means night visions, but uh, yeah, no, that's a. Uh, hazing i know there's a couple more questions up there he said is there a lot of competition between services and yes when you're out yes but no yeah yes yeah yes but no i don't think like while you're in the military i don't think you really think about it too much but i was i was definitely busting busting a lot of balls that at school when i met like an air force guy or like a navy guy i mean oh yeah just because i mean it's like army marines and then like everybody else yeah, but also like you know, when you find a marine, you're just like touching tips most of the time, dude. You know? Yeah, I have a lot of people in this area. I don't know if you guys have it, but like they have like family members who have been in the Marines, and they're like, oh, you didn't want to be in the Marines. So it's like, I'll accept getting trashed on by another service member just because I think it's funny. But like, I'll draw the line there. Like, I'm not going to take things from people who weren't even in the military. It's like, right, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I let's calm like, down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could take a lot of shit talk from like the guys, but if there's a civilian guy talking a lot of shit, yeah, that's very dry. There, there was this old, he's a Vietnam vet that goes to the bar in town, and the other day he go, he looks and he goes, Connor, were you in the army? And I walk over to him. I was like, yeah, I was. You know, I just got out and he looks at me dead in the eyes, shake my head. He goes, I doubt it. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> uh, Trevor is asking, what is, what are these government cell phones that you were deployed with? They're just in a brief. I, don't, I can't tell I, I never use it. I never use it. And he has a secret clearance, so he can't tell us. Yeah. Right? Cause I, cause you were issued, we were, some people were issued it, but I also have no idea how it would. No, they were, uh, so they were trying to come out with this new uh, program that would allow soldiers to see where other service members were at on the on the like on a patrol it's like the blue force tracker right that would yeah so you, they there. gave out they gave out like note fours or note threes and mm-hmm. on that you had a an app it was the new hotness though i remember that yeah, yeah. a lot of they lot wanted of us sf to, guys wear that shit now too man they wanted us to use it but um it was kind of left up to the rtos whether or not they wanted to do the training and I didn't want to do the training because it was just too much. Yeah, I remember you passed them out and then like two days later, like give them back and you had like 30 phones. Yeah. yeah. I do remember I thought I lost a radio in Afghanistan and I would, this was, this went on for like a week where I thought I lost a radio. And yeah, I remember on the magnitude of losing. Yeah. You, you, you thought you lost it. You, it you didn't say anything months. for a whole. It oh, was a lot. Was, you didn't say anything for so long, dude. When I found out that it was taken care of, I, started telling people but like I remember, so connor and i shared a room and i was nervous <laughs> like that i actually lost this radio so like we tell each other good night you'd be like all right dude see you in the morning i'd be like all right dude good night and i would just lay there with my eyes open for like four hours like trying to think of where this radio was at <laughs> but it ended up that our like signal guy that we had attached to our our platoon had taken it because it wasn't working and 
he had it the whole time, so whatever. It ended up being okay. Sweating though, just sweating bullets, bro. Yeah, I was nervous. <laughs> I was kissing bullets, dude. Yeah, I need a haircut. Yeah, dude. Well, if you guys can't think of anything else, I think this is a good spot for today. I appreciate. Which, oh, what's your favorite scene in Starship Trooper? Uh, never seen it. Oh, never seen it. Nice, nice. Yeah, me neither. So probably like the beginning is my favorite part. If I had to put... Or the end. I can't put it. It's tough for me to decide. Hey, what does RTO stand for? Uh, really tactically. No, 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 no. Seriously, what is RTO? I, I just say radio man, so whatever. It's radio telephone operator. Telephone. Okay. Are you serious? Yeah. Damn, Trevor's close. Yeah. Radio telecoms officer? Kind of. Yeah, I, the, only re- the only reason why I got that in the first place is because I was supposed to be a driver. And I was like, I don't want to be a driver. And then Lammy sounded like a Russian dude trying to speak he, Spanish when he was on the radio. He sounded like Lammy. I mean, yeah, he didn't do a very good job. So he was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, I'll do it. So that's how I began the RTO. Yeah. And I loved it. It was a great time. Yep. Yeah. But that's about it, boys. You got anything else that you want to bring up? No, there's no questions. I mean, I'm pretty sure if we leave it out, it's going to be, there's going to be questions flooding in. Uh, so if we kind of close it up right now, I think the questions would stop. So close it out, buddy. Well, we appreciate you, everybody listening and uh, catch our episode tomorrow. We will uh, send out the link when it goes live, but until then, have a great day and thanks for listening. Love you guys. Love you.